Blessed afternoon, everyone. Blessed afternoon to all of you that's here in Shekinah Hall. Good afternoon po. Uh, good afternoon din po sa those who are joining us in YouTube and in Facebook. Such a privilege that we are here uh, studying God's Word. Praise God. Let's give the Lord our clap offering. Amen. But before we go to God's Word, I just would like to highlight a few announcements. Firstly, uh, we want to thank God that our our um, Saturday service has resumed. Meron na po tayong Saturday service that uh, ang time po ay 5.30 p.m. Uh, we have started it yes, yesterday and there's a few family who joined us yesterday. And we thank God for that, that we are slowly opening ang ating uh, services. And of course, we have our two services every Sunday. So if you are interested to join us pag Saturday service and if you are only given day off on Saturday, do join us sa service ito. 5.30 po siya ng hapon ng Saturday. And if you are interested, do remember to uh, register via Eventbrite. Very important po yon kasi we, we need to know um, those who are coming. And if you have registered sa Saturday or on Sunday worship service, we are also, um, um, it's important for you to bring your trace together um, token or yung Trace Together app, you might make sure you have a Trace Together app installed in your phone. Or else, hindi po kayo papapasukin. Kasi this uh, requirement po ng ating government na make sure you have your Trace Together token or your Trace Together app in your phone. Also, we would like to, um, next announcement is to encourage all of us to join us in our Bible reading plan this coming this year, we already started it, and do catch up. Ang dami natin matututunan as we go and study God's Word. Uh, also, next week, we will be celebrating our 24th year anniversary. Palakpakan natin ating Panginoon. Um, as a, the church, we'll be celebrating uh, His God's faithfulness in our lives and in this church. It's truly God's work. Why we exist. It's God's who have provided the way. He's so faithful in our lives, in the life of this church. And we want to thank God. So if you are interested to join us live here, we have a guest speaker to be sharing God's word. Do register event. Uh, it's an event bright. So we thank God for His faithfulness in our life. Amen. 24th year anniversary na. Pwede na ikasal. But we thank God for that we can celebrate uh, 24th anniversary. Praise God. Just turn to your neighbor, tell that person, I like your smile. Kaya kung nandiyan kayo sa bahay, YouTube, o Facebook, kung mag-isa kayo, mag-smile ka na lang na mag-isa. You know, we miss each other's smile, but you can see the eyes smiling. And we thank God that we have this time to really come together and study God's Word. You know, last week we were blessed with what we, we have heard from Pastor Ray. And Pastor Ray has started and introduced our church team for 2021, which is based in our book, in the book of Zechariah. And our theme for this year is Revive, Rebuild, Restore. Let's, let's say Revive, Rebuild, Restore. But before we would go and dive to God's Word, if you are online in YouTube and Facebook, sabihin mo, revive, reveal, restore. Bawal dito eh. But before we, we are going to God's Word, uh, I would like to um, uh, read a clarification that Pastor Ray have said last Sunday. And he wrote here a clarification note, Pastor Ray, Sabi niya dito, during the sermon, I, Pastor Ray, have personally, personally viewed about our activities in heaven. To be clear, the Bible did not enumerate earthly activities. Such I have mentioned. Last Sunday, he mentioned that pagpunta natin sa heaven, baka magbike tayo and all those things. That might be present in heaven. Hence, it should not be taken as gospel truth. Yet, I, would la- I want to emphasize that all the things we will do in heaven will be pleasing and joyful to God, and they will be acts of worship. 
Indeed, in heaven we will fully realize and exercise the chief end of man to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. We should all be excited. So he just had some clarification. He said, he mentioned that in heaven we, we might be doing earthly activities, but we don't know. Uh, but I know as we go to heaven, we will be an opportunity for us where we can just worship God and enjoy Him forever. Last Sunday also, we, as a summary, we learned many things from his sharing. As a summary, we learned that last week, if, that revival leads to rebuilding of lives. And rebuilding of lives result into restoration of his people. But he also mentioned a very important factor. For us to experience revival, rebuilding, and restoration, he mentioned that there's a need for us to return to God. There's a need for us to repent. He highlighted that as he shared the, the first chapter of Zechariah. I believe if we truly desire spiritual breakthrough, we need to come before God in humility and in brokenness. And out of God's mercy, out of His love, out of His grace, He will revive us, rebuild, and restore our lives. And today, what we're going to do, we will continue on in studying the book of Zechariah. And we'll be looking into a chapter where we find our key verse. Our key verse this year for our team is not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. This verse is often quoted when we are doing ministry endeavors. For example, when you are preaching, when you are worship leading, when you are going for mission or evangelism, you always quote those verses, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. But this verse applies to every aspect of our lives. Because for us to experience spiritual revival, we need the Holy Spirit to awaken us. For us to do God's work, is as God entrusts us to rebuild, we need God, the whole, we need God and through the Holy Spirit to empower us to do the work. For us to fulfill the restoration, we need the Holy Spirit to continually remind us of His promises and His presence with us. Today I've entitled this sermon, By My Spirit, and we'll be reading from Zechariah chapter 4, verse 1 to 10. I invite all of us to stand as we give reverence to God's Word. Um, I will be reading it. Uh, you can follow along with me as I read it. Verse 1, we read. And the angel who talked with me came again and woke me. Like a man who is awakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? I said, I see and behold a lampstand, all of gold, with a bowl on top of it, and seven lamps on it, with seven lips on each of the lamps that are on the top of it. And there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. And I said to the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what are these are? I said, No, my Lord. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward the top stone amid shout of grace Grace to it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord which range through the whole earth. Let us pray. Lord, we are gathered this afternoon. The reason why we are here is because of you. We desire for your word to be spoken in our heart, in our mind, in our whole being. So we surrender this time to you. Even those who are joining us via YouTube and Facebook. I pray, Lord, all of us here 
all of us that will listen to your word. I pray that we will understand it clearly. And I pray, oh God, there will be a revival in our hearts. So have your way this afternoon, Lord, as we go deep into your word. Illuminate your word. Make it so clear. And may we respond in obedience, in love, in surrender to you. Salamat po, Panginoon, for this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. See, as we read chapter 4, many of you begin imagining what are those images. Let me ask you, do you understand what you have read? Taas kamay. Sino naintindi lahat? Kayo nasa YouTube dyan, naintindihan nyo? When you first read, it's so hard to understand, right? Kasi bakit ano yung mga bowl, ano yung mga lampstand, you know? Sometimes we'll be overwhelmed with those kind of literature. Normally, this is called apocalyptic literature. It's filled with vision, imagery, symbolism, and out-of-this-world events. But when we're dealing such texts, one way for us not to lose focus of, of it, why it was written, is to understand its context and at the same time remind ourselves constantly why is this vision or this prophecy were given to their time. Once you have that, bakit sinula itong vision na to? At that time, anong nangyayari sa kanila? Then we'll be able to understand the vision clearly. As a background, we all know that the Israelites were chosen people of God. Sabi doon, when they were taken out of Egypt, this is what God said to them. He said to them, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests in a holy nation. So when they were taken out from their slavery to Egypt, God said, you are my treasured possession. Special ka. You, you belong to me. But at the same time, you will be a kingdom of priests. When we are talking about kingdom of priests, it means that you will represent me to the world. You have a duty. You, have, you will represent me. You will be a blessing to other nations. That's what the calling of Israelites are. However, because of their rebellious ways, their sinful ways, they rejected God's constant call for them to repent. If you read how many judges and how many prophets did God send to the Israelites to remind them to come back, repent, return to God. But all of them, many times, they will just repent and after that they go back to the old ways. Repeat and repeat and repeat. God constantly, out of His mercy, come back to me. Return to me. But they did not listen to Him. So God, out of His love, I mentioned it, this, out of His love, He disciplined His children. Pag ang anak mo ay may ginawang mangali, you discipline your child because you love your child. So out of God, out of God's mercy, love, He disciplined the Israelites and brought them to be exiled to other pagan nations. He sent them, the Assyrian attacked them, the Babylonian, and so on. And then we have the Persian now who's dealing with them. But out of those times when they were in exile or they were sent to exile, you know, God still showed His mercy towards His people because He promised a restoration to them. And what was His promise to them? Jeremiah 29 said, here it says, For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you. And I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. Even though God disciplined them, even though God sent them to exile, God still promised, Ibabalik kita. This is my promise. After 70 years, you return. That's my promise. See how merciful our God is. Even though many times we make mistakes, we, we reap the consequence, yet He still restores us to Himself. 
God kept His promise. And after 70 years, God made a way for them to return to Jerusalem to reveal their lives. And as they return, it will not be an easy task because they will be facing challenges, opposition. And the vision that God gave to Zechariah is a message of encouragement to them. To remind them that God is ever-present help. Kaya pag binasa mo yung, yung Zechariah, when those prof- prophecy, when those vision were given, if you understand from that perspective that God wants to restore them, then you have a clear understanding of those why may mga ganon. And if you look at chapter 4, verse 1, you see Zechariah was awakened by an angel. And the angel asked Zechariah, and sabi niya sa, ng angel sa kanya, Ano nakita mo? Here we read. He said to me, what do you see? I said, I see, behold, a lamb's stamp of all gold with a bowl on top of it and seven lambs on it with seven lips on each and the lambs that are on top of it. Now, if you look at this, parang, try to imagine, ano yun? Probably to them, it's easy to understand to a context of a Israelite. Let me give you example. If I describe you what is that thing that you hold and it's round and you take in the, in the toilet and you use in the toilet to take water. A Filipino say, is a tabo. You tell that to a Singaporean. The circle thing with the handle and you take the water, what's that? They will not say tabo. Sa kaganin ng umaga, sabi niyan, brush daw. You see, we, we, we understand when that kind of description. But here it's so hard to understand because we are not in their context. But you know, that particular image that's so prominent in this vision, it was speaking about a lampstand. And what's that? It's a menorah. We often see this image. And a lap stem that's important, a menorah is an important image or figure because it symbolizes many things. It symbolizes, first, it symbolizes about worship. Menorah symbolizes about guidance because it brings lights and then it guides you. Menorah also symbolizes blessing and the presence of God. Menorah symbolizes life. In Job 18.6, the light is dark in his tent and the lamp above him is put out. Ibig sabihin, if the light is alive, buhay. Pag nawalan light, patay. Brings life. It also symbolizes this, which is connected into our text. It symbolizes witness and proclamation. Remember earlier on, I mentioned that when God rescued them out of Egypt, He said, you will be my treasured possession but at the same time, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And their purpose is to be like a menorah that will bring light in the midst of darkness. As a people of God, they are called to proclaim God's glory to the nation. Kaya sabi sa Isaiah 42.6, it says here, I am the Lord I have called you in my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nation. Therefore, the vision that Zechariah saw is a reminder to them of their divine purpose as a nation. First point we can learn here is this. As God revive us, by the Spirit, He awakens our passion and seal for Him and for His divine purpose in our life. It is clear that the vision that was given is a reminder to God's people that they are to bring God's glory, God's truth, and to be the light to the world. They are called to be His representative, bringing light in the midst of darkness. And I believe that the church, the scriptures said the church are also called to be the same. When you look at the New Testament, when Jesus came to the world, He was described as the true light. 
In John chapter 1, verse 9, he says here, The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Again, Jesus declared in John chapter 8, verse 12, he says, Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. As a church, as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a believer, when we surrender our life to Him, when we accepted Him as our Lord and Savior, we are now living in the light, no longer in darkness, and at the same time we are called to proclaim the light. Kaya tingnan mo yung katabi mo. Nagniningning ba yan? Are we living in the light? Do we proclaim the light? Now we're lifestyle. You know, in First Peter, Peter wrote, and he says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a lowly nation. This is the church, a people of his own possession that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Kaya yung katabi mo, royalty yan. Kaya tingnan mo yung katabi mo, royalty yan. Ayaw mo tingnan. Kaya pag nanonood ka, tingnan mo, yung katabi mo, yung asawa mo, royalty yan. The person beside you, here, we are royal priesthood, holy nation. But the question is this, yes, we are royalty, but do we act like royal? Do we behave like royalty? Do we behave like prince and princess that belongs to our Lord? And being a royal priesthood, we have a calling to be the light of the world. Matthew Savidito, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, You are the light of the world. In verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And we sometimes forget this, that we have been called to be a light of the world. Papundi-pundi pa. You know, a true, authentic spiritual revival will transform our inner man it would change our passion. We begin to love Jesus more. At the same time, we begin to have the zeal of the Lord, the zeal for His divine purpose to be the light of the world. You know, true revival is not self-centered. True revival is Jesus-centered. When Jesus is the focus, our life will naturally shine for Jesus. You know, I was reading about revival and I, I found this quote by Vance Hadler. He said, Revival is falling in love with Jesus all over again. I'll repeat, revival, a very simple definition, is falling in love with Jesus all over again. You see, the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you act and follow His ways. The more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you live for Him. The more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you love to talk about Him, not yung kaaway mo. Care group. Ang topic mo yung kaaway ng alam mo 
when you fall in love with Jesus, you desire to follow His commandments because you love Him. And when you see that, when you fall in love with him, to Him, you fall in love with Him, it changes you and you begin to shine brightly. Okay, derechohan na. Si Pastor Ray, ganun palagi. Derechohan na. Kahit recorded to, kahit live. I wonder why there's so many tampuhan, so many bitterness, and so many things happening. At least, maganda naman, we are aware what's happening. And so many things happening in, in our lives. May mga tumpuhan, may galitan. You know, it boils down of coming back and falling in love with Jesus. And recently, when you've been following our Bible reading, there's one chapter, chapter, Matthew chapter 5. In chapter 5, I was doing my devotion. I was just reading it. And when I do devotion, I ponder anong background nito. Ganun, ganun ako mag-devotion. Ano ba sabi? And I was reading it. Matthew chapter 5. Blessed is the poor in the spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. And then I continue on. Salt and light. You are the salt of the earth. And then verse 21 about anger. Have you ever heard that it said of those old, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment? And continue on, and binabasa ko, and then, retaliation, and then love your enemies. Sabi that, have you heard that is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies in praise for those who persecute you. Devotion ko to. And I was looking at this. Gagawang ko na notes. But I was convicted in my heart. Sometimes we are expert in trying to exegist it. But what God wants us to do is to simply obey it. We are ex- expert in explaining text. But what Jesus wants is to simply obey. But this other root causes this. is going back and falling in love with Jesus and Jesus again. And when we fall in love with Him, it transforms our heart. And when we obey, it's not out of our own strength, but because of the power of God in our lives that's working in us. You know, spiritual revivals draw us to the true light that we may shine His light to the world. I pray for this year as our team revival, I pray that we fall in love with Jesus more and more. Not just Sunday, not just when we're singing song, but every day. Lord, may we fall in love with you each new day. As God revives us, by the Spirit, He awakens our passion and seal. Secondly, as God gave us or tasked us to rebuild. By the Spirit, He empowers us to face any challenges ahead. If you read verse 6 and 7, we read here, Then He said to me, This is what the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, Not by might nor by power, but my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. During the return of the exile, Zerubbabel functioned as a governor. Of Jerusalem under the Persian rule. And his task is to bring his people back to the homeland and to rebuild the lands and their life. But God's reminder to Zerubbabel is this, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. When we talk about might, what it means is not by our brute strength, not by our efficiency, not by our force, not by our ability or talent, not by our army or strength. When we talk about power, it means not by our wealth, not by our influence. You see, the word might and power are almost synonym to one another. The reason of this repetition 
is to emphasize and to remind Zerubbabel, if you want to do God's work, do it God's way. Do it God's way. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. You see, God's message to him brought encouragement. The reason being is that, you know, Zerubbabel will be facing a hard and tough mission to the point a description ng gagawin niya is to be like a great mountain. This is the challenge he is facing. Parang mountain. Have you ever encountered a mountain? Parang, ewan ko sa inyo, umakyat na ba kayo sa Bukit Timahil? Sino umakyat na dito? Sino nakareach sa taas? Walang umakyat dito. Mag-exercise na mapaminsan, ha? We tried going up to the mountain, but halfway, I'm so tired. It's like so tough. Here he says, the problem you'll be facing is like a great mountain. But what are the things he was facing? You know, Zerubbabel was facing this. He has limited resources. People are just coming back from the exile. They have limited of, of materials. Compared when it was first built, when King Solomon built, he got all the materials, gold, wood, everything. But now, the place was in ruin and he has no materials to start on. He has to wait for all those materials to return. Limited resources. See, Rubabel also faced discouragement and fear. In Isa chapter 4, verse 4, we read here, Then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build. Tinatakot sila. Huwag niyong gawin yan. And natatakot sila. They, were, they feel discouraged. They just came from exile. They're not warrior. They were just exiled. Hindi sila yung army. They don't have all those resources. And they're full of fear. The same time, they, they were facing manipulation and disruption. In verse 5 in Isa chapter 4, he says, and bribe counselor against them to frustrate their purpose. You know, the building was put on hold because my mind manipulate and disrupted the work. And also another problem he was facing is this complacency and neglect among his people. In Haggai, we read here, Haggai chapter 1 verse 4, it says, sabi ng ni Haggai sa mga Israelites, is it time for you yourself to dwell in paneled houses while this house lies in ruin? Is it time for you to live in the nice homes when the temple is in ruin? Pag tinagalog mo yun, translate ko, ang ganda ng bahay niyo, pero ang templo, bulok. And that's what Haggai was telling the people. Ang ganda ng bahay mo, made of Mag-iisip ako. Marble. Tatlo pa kondo. Ang ganda ng carpet. I'm not saying it's wrong, ha? To have those things. I'm not saying it's wrong to have a nice house or big house. No, if God blesses you that, praise the Lord. But if your house is so nice in the temple, bulok, Where's your heart? During the time, people are so focused in their personal affairs that they neglect what God is telling them to do to build the temple. The same time, they were facing disappointment. In Esau chapter 3 verse 12, it says here, Old men who have seen the first house wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid. These people have seen the previous temple. And what happened? They wept loud. You know, sometimes there's a danger when we keep looking back to the past, comparing the past. May it be success or failure. Because if the past, if we keep looking in the past, it will paralyze us and will not be able to discern what God is doing at those times, at the present moment. If you keep looking, 
Dapat ganito dati, ganyan. Dapat ganyan. Dapat ganito. The question is this, do you know what God is telling you to do? There's a danger that we keep looking at the past. That it paralyzes us, that we are unable to discern what God is telling us to do. And here are the few things that Zerubbabel and the nation of God were facing. Limited resources, discouragement, complacency, disappointment, and so on. That is why God is promising them, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. God's work to be done in God's way. And you know what happened to that mountain? He says here in verse 7, Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become plain. Pahabagsak ka din. I don't know what God is telling you to rebuild this year. I don't know what God is telling you to rebuild. Maybe your life. You have dreams. Maybe God is telling you to do this thing, this ministry. I don't know what God is telling you to rebuild this 2021. He might be asking you to rebuild a ministry, a care group. Maybe God is telling you to rebuild a business venture that God has planted in your heart. Or probably God is telling you to rebuild your family, your marriages, your children. And the list goes on. And sometimes we can be so overwhelmed that we are facing like a mountain in front of us. But remember, when you face mountain in your life, remember God's promise. There are times we don't know what to do and don't know what to start. But remember God's promise, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. Difficulties is good. I repeat again, sabihin mo, isabihin mo sa sarili mo kasi hindi pwede daw mag-usap eh. Difficulties is good. Ano yung bubulong mo? Yung bubulong you know, sometimes if we have a right perspective about difficulties, it will help us grow in faith. I found this quote by Reverend David Thomas. He said, difficulties lead us to a deeper and truer appreciation of our dependence upon God. When we face a mountain, it's an opportunity for us to grow in faith. To really depend on Him. Lord, hindi ko kaya to. But I know you are with me. You will help me face this mountain. And I depend on you. You know, I'm reading a book by Pastor Jim Simbala of Brooklyn Tabernacle Church. His book, Fresh Wind and Fresh Fire. And he gave a simple testimony when he was a young pastor. And in his testimony, when he was a young pastor... His father-in-law assigned him to a, a church. And being young, he's untrained. Being young, he's inexperienced. And it was a small church, not big, but small. I, I think, if I'm not wrong, around 20 lang dun sa, sa, sa church na yon. And at times when he, he mentioned there in his testimony, and even in his preaching at times when I would listen to his sermon, he said sometime when he preached during the younger years, nakakatulog siya. Siya na yung preacher, siya pa nakakatulog. Ewan ko sa inyo kung may natutulog dyan. Tingin mo katabi mo, baka tulog na. And he was preaching and then said, when I was young, I even fall asleep to my preaching. Kaya he, he wanted to just give up. And the worst thing still, small church na nga, yung asher niya pa, kumukuha ng tithes and offering. Yung ushering niya, ushering team niya, dalawa, o a few, kumukuha pa sa tithes and offering. You know, he wanted to give up. He wanted to give up in pastoring. He was so broken. He was so broken. He said, I cannot do this. But he learned one valuable lesson during the time. He learned these things. 
I discovered an astonishing truth. God is attracted to weakness. He can't resist those who humbly and honestly admit how desperately they need Him. I don't know about you, but I'll be facing 2021 in my posture of weakness. I'm that I know that I cannot do it by myself. I'll be facing this new year knowing that I am weak, knowing that I need God, knowing that I need His power, knowing that I need His promises. Knowing that's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. When God gives us a task to rebuild, He will empower us to face the challenges by Spirit. And lastly, as God restores by the Spirit, He ensures completion. You know, the rebuilding of the temple is not just hard, but it requires dedication and determination to complete. It requires hard work for the Israelites. They need to get their hands dirty. And during the construction, there are times that they will be demoralized. Even wanting to say, Tamana. Because they don't see result. You can't build the wall instantly, ganyan agad. Slowly. And sometimes you don't see result. Or nothing is happening. You know, in verse 8 and 10, we can see how God ensured the completion of the temple. He says here in verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the mount, a foundation of this house. His hand shall also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. First, what will give us rest when God do the restoration? Is God promise in particular text that God will ensure that the temple be completed because he promised it. The word there, the word of the Lord. You see, God is faithful. God is true. God can never lie. God will never break his promise. And when he promised to you from his word, he will fulfill it, Not maybe not our time, but in his time. The same thing here as God is your completion. The second point I saw here is this. God is in their midst. In the last verse there, the sevens are the eyes of the Lord, which range through the whole earth. What does this mean? The eyes of the Lord. It means that God is watching over you. God is protecting you. God is there with you while you're doing your work while you're rebuilding, God is there. I like Second Chronicles 69. It's here another translation in NASB. They are the eyes of the Lord roaming through the earth. But in Second Chronicles 16 verse 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless to Him. When I was pondering this, I remember a story about Joseph. When Joseph was young, he was sold by his brothers. And then he became a slave. And then he worked for Potiphar. And then he was, ano daw, siya ng Potiphar's wife na mayroong plano siyang gawin na masama. I was talking one time with, I think, with, with my wife. Sabi ko, maganda kaya si Potiphar? Sa tingin nyo? O kaya, eh, sabi dito pangit daw. Baka mo lang taste si ano, Potiphar. But probably she's pretty. Kasi high shot siya. We don't know. But when he was accused, he was thrown in jail. And then when he was in jail, he helped somebody. I think the, the, the cup bearer, 
And he was forgotten. And all throughout. But if you look at his story, what made him distinct, what made him excel, is not by his talent. The scripture said, because God is with him. In this time where the world is like this, brothers and sisters, rise up and remember God's promises. Remember that God is with us. His eyes move through and fro. Give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards Him. The life of Joseph, the story, you see how God used him to help his family to be uprooted from the Canaan, to be just rescued to be in Egypt. And they multiply that because why? God is with them. Remember this, God ensures completion and we can rest in His promises and we can rest in His presence. Paul wrote in Philippians, for I'm sure of this, that He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. As God revives by the Spirit, He awakened our passion and zeal for Him to fall in love with Him more and more and to be a light to the world. As God tasks us to rebuild, by the Spirit, He empowers us to face the challenge ahead. As God restores, by His Spirit, He ensures completion. As I conclude, I was reading a book about revivals, how the church being revived, a history book. And I encountered this particular uh, quote by Martin Lloyd Jones regarding revival. Sabi dito, it is, revival is an experience in the life of the church. When the Holy Spirit does an unusual work, He does the work primarily amongst the members of the church. It is reviving the believers. You cannot revive something that has never had life. So revival, by definition, is first of all in living and quickening, awakening of lethargic, sleeping, almost meribad church member. And I was reading this. Ask myself, am I a sleeping Christian? A slumbering Christian? Kaya tingnan mo yung katabi mo. Tingnan mo yung mga mata nila. Tingnan mo lang, huwag mong salita. Tanong mo, inaantok ka ba? Ask myself, am I a sleeping Christian? Do I still have a passion that I once had? When I was young, I was so in love with the Lord. I'll tell you one story. Last week, somebody gave me a gift. And when she gave me, I nearly cried. Alam mo, dormat. It's a doormat. The reason why I want, I, I, in my prayer, I wanted to have a doormat so that I can find a place so that I can pray at home. Because I know my prayer life is not as like before. When I was young, I'm so in love with the Lord that when I go mission, okay, go ahead. I'm not afraid how much is the ticket. I don't calculate because I love Jesus so much. But do I still have that passion for God still? Remember when you're younger, when you're so in love with Jesus, you don't calculate, you just follow because you love Him. Do I have a seal to be a light of the world? Do I still have that conviction to share God's Word to those who are lost? Do I desire revival in my life? 
in my home? Do I desire revival in this church? You see, we have a beautiful team. Revive, reveal, restore. But my prayer is this, we're just not just a team that we flash each week and teach each week. But my prayer this year, for myself, but also for the church, I pray that we will just have that Holy Spirit revival in our life. Because I don't want superficial Christianity anymore. I don't want you just coming to church, doing the same old thing, we sing, and then come back home, then go back to ourselves, not being refined by God. I don't want any more away-away tampu-tampuan. You know why? Because we're not falling in love with Jesus again and again and again. Why we keep bitterness? Why we are unable to give forgiveness? Why we cannot show mercy? Why we fight our own way? It's because we fall, we've missed falling in love with Jesus. And we need to, the Holy Spirit to steer our hearts. I don't want this church to be just an institution or an organization that we have so many plans. But my prayer is for the Holy Spirit to work in our midst. That we will be revived. That we will be restored. That we will be rebuilt. Are you satisfied with your spiritual walk today? Ask you, are you satisfied? I am not satisfied. I want more of Lord. I want more of Him in my life. I want Him to just have that fresh wind, fresh anointing. Fresh work. in our family, in our church. I want to fall in love with Jesus. I want to be a soul in light that will shine brightly for His glory. Let's pray. Lord in brokenness, we come to you. You know, Lord, those who are sleeping, those who are lethargic, I believe all of us, Lord, need a quick awakening in our hearts. All of us, God. And we are not satisfied. We're just merely here, contented with our spiritual work, but we desire for more more of you in our life, oh God. We desire to fall in love with you again and again and again, oh Lord. Remind us, God, that we are your treasured possession in the same time, oh Lord. That we are your priesthood. Revive us, oh Lord. Revive your church once again. Revive us, Lord God. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way, oh God. Holy Spirit, come and fill us. Fill us, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If that's your prayer today, and you know that God is speaking in your heart, and said, Father, Lord, I want more of you. you. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. If the Lord's saying, you know, anak, mukhang, you are sleeping. If that's you, just raise your hand and we're going to pray. Lord, you see the hands of my brothers and sisters. And if you're watching in YouTube and in Facebook, if it's that's you today, you'll be so, become so complacent and you're not satisfied your spiritual walk today in your encounter with God, just raise your hand and we're going to pray. Lord, you see the hands of my brothers and sisters in this place. And even those who are joining us in YouTube and Facebook, you know their heart's desire. Lord, we don't want a superficial Christianity. We want your Holy Spirit 
to work in our lives. We want a great revival, oh God. We just don't want to face 2021 in a status quo. We want a changed life. We want to encounter you, Lord. And that's our prayer, oh God. And I know that you awaken us. You will awaken us from our heart. You awaken us from our sleep. You awaken us in our lethargic spirit. And you renew our passion for you. Holy Spirit. Oh God. Revive us. Revive us. Revive our homes. Revive our marriages. Revive, Lord, our care groups. Revive, Lord, our church, your church. And let your presence rest. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. Oh, we worship you. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Jesus, I am thirsty. Would you come and feel me? Early things have left me dry. Only you can satisfy. Jesus, Lord, I'm thirsty. desire of more of you in our lives. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Oh God. You know each one of us. You know and you see each one of our hearts today. You know our hearts desire in our prayer. I pray that you revive us Lord you will lead us this coming new year revive so that we may rebuild and have our lives restored Salamat let's just receive the benediction may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope we thank you, O oh God, that we will face this brand new week holding on your promises, knowing that you are with us. Revive us, O oh Lord, 
each new day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise God. Thank you, brothers and sisters, those who are joining us online via Facebook and uh, YouTube. Uh, remember to join us once again next week in our new, um, new year, our anniversary celebration. So thank you for joining us. God bless and see you soon.